and we're live. Episode three of Athletic Insights. I have close personal friend Jacob White here. Jacob, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. We appreciate your time. No, no problem. So for everybody listening at home, Jacob is, uh, as I mentioned, one of my long-term personal friends, and he is a local product from Brockville. He, uh, I'm going to let him touch base on it uh, shortly here, but he's uh, had quite a successful volleyball career. Uh, highlights including being National Player of the Year in Canada. He had a stint with the uh, Team Canada Volleyball, which uh, I consider a, a success for him, and he'll talk about that a little bit a little bit more. And he's even also had a bobsled opportunity. He had the opportunity to join uh, Team Canada bobsled, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him take it from here. And Jacob, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's basically just trying to give back and use right. this as a tool to like share my experience in sports with kids and parents. And if they can learn from my mistakes or if they can learn from my achievements, that's probably a big goal for me. Yeah. Right and now. we appreciate that. The the purpose of this podcast here is to be a resource for youth sports teams, coaches, parents. If you've listened to episode one and two, you've already heard me say that before. So Jacob, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your your experience as a young child in athletics and then a little bit about the decision you made, which went against the grain. Because, you know, like I said, we're friends and we all um, grew up together. You're the only one who chose to take volleyball and you chose to take volleyball seriously when you full well could have been playing uh, more mainstream sports. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about um, your early experience in sports and how it brought you to volleyball. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly personally think I had one of, I'd have to say like a great opportunity growing up playing sports. Um, my dad being a high level athlete playing in the same league I played in. Um, my mom loving sports. I just grew up around sports. Like I think of coaches like Tom Bell, Pat Larry, like all those guys. Like, so I was very fortunate to have a wide network starting young. Um, but yeah, for me, sports when I was young, I basically played everything. You didn't really choose anything. You played like I did cross country and I hate a cross country. Yeah, you're not. I, I had to do that up until high school because Janet yeah. wanted us to like try to excel at whatever. But uh, yeah, um, you just mentioned me playing volleyball. Um, I kind of started taking that serious in grade 10. So it was grade um, 10 when you yeah. said volleyball is what I want to do long term and I'm going to play this level. Like you had a goal. Yeah, like uh, I played basically like rep basketball up until grade 10. And that's when I'm like, you know, what? like I'm kind of just need something new now. So I'm going to try out for the rep team in Kingston, did that. And then probably after one year there, so grade 11 now, I was like, okay, I'll take this a little more serious. Grade 12 definitely took it a lot more serious. And then grade 13, I was just like, try to pad the resume to make everything look better for right schools and whatnot. But uh, there was definitely at that time, there was wanting to play the next level, but there wasn't anything past that. Like So... It- in terms of your goals, when you were a young high school uh, student, you had essentially said, I would like to try to continue this in university. And that was essentially your, your goal at the time. Yeah. Like in high school, my goal was I'm going to, I'd like to play at the next level, whether that's university, college, states, whatever it might have been. Like, right. So you were open-minded um, and you just wanted to yeah. continue to play volleyball. Yeah. I, yeah. It was, volleyball was definitely the number one, but um, at the time, like I never got any, but like if I'd have got offers for basketball or football or something, like those definitely would have crossed my mind just because mm-hmm. of other aspects, whether it's future after university and stuff. Right. But uh, no, I definitely had more of a, like a love and passion for volleyball starting at like 16. And you told me a little bit about this earlier in the week. Your original draw to volleyball was the, the concept of three chances to make a play each uh, rally or whatever you want to call it, each time the yeah. ball was over the net, yeah. there's more opportunity for you to be involved. So 
Um, was that more of a, a drive because you maybe weren't feeling uh, as involved in uh, football as a team sport and basketball more as a team sport? Did, and did you feel that volleyball was something that you could kind of, it gave you the best chance to shine as an individual while of course still being part of a team? Oh, for sure. Like uh, the way I looked at it is like, I kind of, like I said the other day too, it's like if you're a wide receiver in football, you could go a whole game with not even getting a, a pass thrown to you. Um, in volleyball, if you're on the court, you're getting one chance at least every six rotations because you control your serve. You get right. to serve, you get to touch ball regardless. But uh, in my position, like I played outside and hitter. So I'm serve receiving every time they're serving to us. So I have a one in three chance to, to pass the ball. To contribute. Yeah. And then the setter will always set it, obviously. But me being me, like I chase the throw of those big hits or those big blocks. And with the kind of the way how volleyball was in Brockville, like, you you're, you're, you're getting a set. I'm getting a set every time. Yes, so it, it I was played like, against you in high school. I can I can confirm that Jacob was a very good athlete. Yeah, <laughs> that was all right. But uh, yeah, just the chance the chance to actually contribute to a team made it more of uh, more appealing for me. Like if I can get set 15 times and get eight kills, it'd be like, okay, cool. But if I'm not like if I finish a football game and I don't get a pass, I'm like, hey, what did I do today? Right. If I play a basketball game, I think, hey, I played let's just say 10 minutes and I had two points. What did I do? Like, did I really contribute kind of thing? Hmm. Um, and well, at, the time, at the time I had yeah. an ego for sure. hundred percent had an ego. So it's like, don't we all, if I'm the man and I like, yeah, you yeah. Know, kind of like pumps you up a little bit. Absolutely. And, yeah. So one of the things, um, just to add to your point is, you know, every young male in high school is going to have an ego if they're pursuing sports. Um, but you got to check that at the door, especially, so I was playing football and the way, what you talk about as with respect to, you know, you could have a game where you don't get the ball and I've lived through that. There's uh, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do when you're a receiver. Uh, maybe you don't have the strongest O-line. Maybe your quarterback's having a bad game. Maybe the other team's D-line is incredible and you're not getting any time to pass the ball. Whereas, you know, volleyball is, is, is fast paced and there's more opportunity. So I definitely see what attracted you to it. Um, but what I'm more interested in on that topic is there's a lot of kids right now that, you know, because we both went through it going into grade nine, probably, probably boys, but girls too, um, where they're getting pressure from from the other kids to play a sport that they don't want to because it's tougher or it's cooler or you're like I got in grade nine. I didn't play football and I'd never played football before. So it wasn't on my radar. And the grade 10 boys who I've never spoken to in my life before, they were like, why aren't you playing football? Like, why are you playing volleyball? Are you scared to get hit? And I was like, I play hockey. Like I'm not scared of contact. I've just never had interest in football. Um, then funny enough, the next year, three of my best friends showed up at my house, dragged me to the first day of football and I fell in love with it. So things happen for a reason. Um, but I want you to comment to any of the young kids in the community listening to this and parents of young athletes, um, just about on following your vision, because if you didn't listen to your gut, which our second episode, Dr. Thomas was talking about, trust your gut. Um, you might've ended up playing football or basketball university and not being as happy and fulfilled and achieving the wonderful things that you've achieved coming from Rockfall as a, as a volleyball player. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that you have to, as a parent or a kid, like you, or as a, like a, an athlete, you have to do what you love. You have to have the, like the passion and the drive for it. But, um, I think in my situation and I, like my dad played volleyball all the way in college and stuff. And I wasn't pressured to play volleyball, but this, at the end of the day, like parents pressure kids just as much as, as other kids pressure kids to be like, Hey, if you had to come up to me in high school and say that, yeah, Hey, why aren't you playing football? First off, I, 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 I can jump 40 inches yeah. and hit a ball 1000 miles an hour. I didn't like, want to play football <laughs> for years. Um, and volleyball at the same time. So I was like, okay, I'm choosing volleyball over that. I eventually played 
both together. But uh, yeah, as a kid, you kind of just have to follow follow your passion. Like, like I think of myself in the future if if I have kids down the line and they're like, "Hey, I want to be a gymnast." Okay, I'm not going to pressure you into doing what I did. Like, if right. that's what you want to do. That's what you're going to do, and I'll support you 100 percent with it. That's going to come with age and maturity, right? Yeah. We're both going to. But yeah. uh, as a kid, like. I think even back then I tried to support my friends with whatever they wanted to do. So if you're a kid listening to this right now, just follow your heart, have fun doing it. And eventually you might end up playing football, even if you weren't playing or you might end up playing basketball or whatever it was like. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice I give to all my, my athletes and my, and the parents that I am constantly in communication with is you, your, your, your child needs to find people who are on the same mission as them. So we grew up, a group of us, we were very lucky. We had me and you, we had Trent to look up to, who's been doing absolutely legendary things since he was 10 years old. We had, you know, Reese Larry. We had a lot of really good people in the community that we could look up to as well as be friends. And it kept us all out of trouble. Like that group of us in grade 12, we got a little bit closer, Alex Cornelius, whatever, whoever's in it. Um, and we, on Friday nights, we were working out or watching a movie or playing pool at Trent's. We were, we stayed out of trouble. We had support from each other. Um, but uh, that didn't really come until the end of high school. There's a lot of young kids right now who don't assimilate to their teammates because they might be 12 or 13 years old and they're already getting attention from schools and, or getting to that point. Um, whereas their friends are, you know, starting to make different decisions and might be doing things they shouldn't be. And I think it's really important, um, to find friends, to find people who are on the same mission in life as you. And that goes after sports too. When you're done sports and you're done high school, you're done college, you're done university, you're going to spend more time out of school than in school, no matter who you are, hopefully. Um, and I think the message I'm trying to get across here is, you know, find friends that support you. If your friends are jealous, they're probably not the people you need. That's probably not the energy you need in your life. Um, I can tell you right now, I would not have played university football without that group of friends I had in grade 12 because we we kept each other accountable and you had uh, people pushing you. And I think that's uh, really, really important, especially coming from a small town like Brockville. Oh, for sure. Like at the end of the day, sports is sports, but if to me, it's more than sports, like it's friendship, right? Like mm-hmm. you and I've been friends for how long now since then? Like, it's just, you need, you just need that kind of group of friends basically. Pretty yeah. Much. And uh, one of the things that me and you talked about earlier in the week um, is, you know, the, the, the jump from your high school life to uh, college university sports. Um, and you, you had opened up to me a little bit and told me that you, you know, you got there. And then the day you got there is when you realized that you weren't mentally ready uh, or you weren't a little unprepared. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like uh, my, especially my first year I went, I went in, um, had an ego, like didn't check the ego at the door, went in, kind of hit me like, okay, this is obviously better than what I've been playing because yeah, at the time Brockville didn't really have much volleyball and stuff, but, but anyways, um, yeah, it just was a kind of like a punch in the face. Being like, okay, like I kind of need to mentally prepare for, but prepare for this like uh, opportunity. But at the same time, I didn't, I probably didn't mentally get to a good point until like year two or three, like took a long time took a long time to develop and adjust and what changed for you was it just spending time in that environment and getting comfortable or did you change things did you change your routine did you did you add things to your schedule how did you go about bringing Um, that maturity out a couple things like um just using resources like i my coach played at a high level so i just sat down talked to him he helped like 
give me tools and to put, we called it my tool belt. So we try to get as many tools as possible, to put in my tool belt. Um, a lot of people don't like talking about it, but I went and talked to a counselor here and there just mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, I just need a vent session. Like, can I Dude. just vent? Can you just give me pointers? Can you whatever? And I worked for a while. Um, but it's just using resources. Like my coach's daughter had a book she gave me. I actually can't even remember the name. But, <laughs> did you uh, read it? I did. Good. Probably one of the wow. Only, Jacob White read a book. Probably one of the only books I've ever read. <laughs> but uh, I just talked to, like mental toughness and mental preparation. And I was like, okay, like I can definitely relate to all this. So for me, it was just like uh, definitely like an adjustment period, but just trial and error. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Everything in life is trial and error. Trial and error. Uh, like like uh, one of the things you said earlier was um, – if you could go back, you would have taken school more seriously in high school. Do you want yeah. to just touch on that a little bit and, and give some advice oh, to some kids in, yeah. in a similar situation? Because there's there's another Jacob White somewhere out there in Brockville or wherever you are um, who's probably coasting off of their athletic ability. And Jacob's proof right now, he's you 10 years in the future telling you to start taking school more seriously. Because at the end of the day, there's the real prize you get is your degree. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like sports aren't going to be there forever. No matter who like, you are. uh, think of professional athletes, like, yeah, they like people in the NFL make so much money, but at the end of the day, if you have 10 year career in the NFL and now you're 30, 31, yeah. what do you do for the next 30 years? Right. Like if you don't have an education, you're kind of screwed. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I took it more serious. Um, what would you have done differently? Um, I would have study habits. I would have studied. I yeah. actually would have studied. I would probably would have done more homework and stuff. I actually got like sat down with friends and like at the class, like in the classroom and just, uh, basically just learn from them and like have them not tutor me, but help me just because, yeah, right. I was one of those kids that just coasted. Like I went in, let's just say I had like a 70 average, 75 average. And if you're a kid looking to go to university, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Like no. you, you can get in university with some schools and maybe. some, maybe like general arts or something. Yeah. But like, I thought, I think back in my like past, I wanted to go to Queens for a while. Um, and no matter what program it was, you're going to need like, high 80s low 90s to get in any program and they help you out by being like okay, okay we'll drop it like five six yeah, percent but at the end of the yeah. day like that five or six percent is so hard to go from a 75 to a, an 80 or an right. 85 like right. it's not easy so i actually wish i kind of like made more make it made it much made a commitment like i did for sports with school right because i think that's really yeah. important I, I really appreciate you verbalizing that as as well as you did because um one of the things that i'm doing with my company is we sit down and, and the majority is the athletic development. We talk about um, what the kids need to do in terms of sleeping, nutrition, training, meal timing, all that stuff. But then we have a very honest discussion about their grades and yeah. about their futures. And um, I've even started tutoring some of my athletes. And the fact that the, the way you find success in sports is through academics. Yeah. There, there's, there's no school. There's no sports guys without school. Like, most of the sports I played growing up, Vanier, public school, BCI, I played basketball, badminton, whatever. The the only sport, uh, football, the only sports I didn't play in my school environment was probably minor league hockey growing up, right? I didn't play Blazers. I didn't play any of the traveling teams. Um, so those schools are not going to let you play if you're a kid with a 50 average in high school. And you're certainly not going to have an opportunity to chase the dream moving forward. So uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, articulating that the way you did. I think that's going to give a lot of kids a, a kick in the butt, hopefully, and a lot of parents a wake up call because at the end of the day, all these parents at home listening or whether you're with your child or not, your kids learn from you. They learn from you more than anyone in the world, maybe 
second to their teachers just because they spend eight hours a day with them four four or five times five times a week (laughs) five days a week right um so you need to talk to your kids about the reality about their reality if they're a kid who's struggling to get 60s well then don't don't talk down to them about not getting 90s why don't you just strive to get a couple 70s on the next report card and then the next progress report comes out let's see if we can get a 75 you have to periodize things you can't just tell a kid that they're not doing well enough because they're going to lose self-confidence and they're going to implode on themselves. And you see it all the time and you see it in sports. I was the the head tutor at Bishop's for student athletes in exercise physiology. And one of the things I tried to do was I knew these kids weren't assimilating to their teacher. So first of all, we had teachers with very French accents and we were mostly uh, football players imported from Ontario, Calgary, wherever, just not very much from Quebec. And one of the things that I was able to bring to the table for kids in their first, second years, third years of university was they, they related more to me in the way I taught to them. So their grades went up, their coaches were more happy with them. That's going to lead to success on the field. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. That's a good point actually. It's, it's funny, like, well, that's no, not funny, but it's good that you're like, you're doing that with the kids, like the homework and I we'll just call it tutoring. It's the post-secondary prep. It's, um, it's, that's what it is. Because nobody else does that. Yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. I'm excited. Um, moving forward. If you're at home and you're a young athlete looking for improvements in school and athletics, I'm your guy. And we're going to switch gears here a little bit. And now, Jacob, I'm really interested. Um, I've obviously heard more than the majority of people, but I really want to get into, you know, the success that you've had with volleyball. Um, you know, just tell us a little bit about what it meant to you winning National Player of the Year. That that must have given you an immense sense of val- validation um, because you made a tough choice in high school to stick with volleyball and then uh, continue with your Team Canada stint. Uh, yeah, um, I had a good run in college. Uh... I was like two time all Canadian player of the year and stuff like that. But, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, it definitely, at the end of the day, um, I'll never forget when I, I, my coach and I flew out to BC for the award banquet. Um, we already know I was an all Canadian, so they don't tell you who the player of the year is till you get there. Um, so we're just sitting there and there, you see all these other guys. There was, I think, eight of us, six, seven of us, maybe. But, um, and they put your stats up and they put out like how your team did and like all your achievements and stuff. And uh, like, you look at that and you're like, okay, like you think, do you deserve to be here at one point? Um, just cause they're all like high level athletes and it never crossed my mind to be um, player of the year. Um, but then we're sitting there and I'll never forget um, what, like the feeling walking on stage when they're like, and the CCW player of the year is Jacob White. I'm like, this is pretty surreal. Like it's pretty cool. Um, and it just showed me like, like all the hard work paid off, like all the, there's no tears, but all the sweat and like hard work you put into like trying to achieve a certain goal. It's like, yeah, like that's like it worked. Yeah. But I did worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there I just graduated college and I went to um, the national B team tryout for volleyball, um, which was the first time I ever got cut. And it was pretty humbling, pretty good experience. Um, but then I got a call two months later being like, Hey, um, we have a team Canada full-time development team. We are based in Ghana. We train year round. We prep you for whether it's being a part of the national system. We prep you for going pro. Um, so I was fortunate enough to get that phone call and made the decision between that and going back to school. And I went played volleyball. And, and and touch a little bit there on the the jump, the jump from college there to the development team, um, not just physically and talent wise, yeah. but the the structure and the mental side of things. 
Oh, it's a huge punch in the face. It was even, it was even worse than wasn't bad going from high school to college, but definitely going from college to the national team. Um, you kind of go in, especially with the league I played in, like you're going in now, there was ex pro guys on the team. There was guys who were in university who have been on the B team. They've been on Pan Am games team and stuff like that. So like physical and skill wise, it's definitely a huge, like learning curve still. Um, but definitely when it comes to like, for me, when it came to like the mental strength and the emotional toughness of being there, um, because it turns in, it turns from having fun playing vlog with your friends in college to, okay, now you're considered a professional athlete and this is a job now. This isn't like go out. Hey, if I hit a couple of balls out of balance, it's whatever. This is like, mm. this is my job. Like mm. you have to, you have to know how to be prepared. And that's something that I don't think I was like, um, I did some stuff in college to try to help myself, but because of the, like the learning curve and the jump, it definitely was another just eye opener for sure. And you burnt out a little bit, right? hundred um, percent. That's the reason I'm not playing volleyball anymore. Uh, people talk about like this whole mental health stuff and I definitely wasn't prepared for how, let me say how, how hard it would be, but I definitely wasn't prepared for how much my mental stability was going to get put through some stuff. So it was basically, um, there's one, like a two week period where I was just kind of struggling. Um, and then we were at a morning practice, um, we were doing some blocking drills and the guy I was with actually was like screwing up a lot with his footwork. And if you're all in a drill together, you're all in a drill together. One person screws up, you all screw up. Right. Well, he reamed into the end of the three. It was pretty good. And I was like, okay, like that's how it's going to be. And you learn like you're, you're expendable. Right. So it doesn't really matter. So he sent us to the locker room. Um, I literally put all my clothes on. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done for the day. So I was getting, going to walk out the door. He came back in, ripped us again, said, get back out there. Um, I went home and I cried. One of the first times I ever just like cried, called my mom. I was like, hey, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is it for me because it turned from coaching to, I'm okay. I'm, I love criticism. Like if you need, if you said to me, Work hey, on this to get better at this. Yeah, like there's I'm a like, way to do it, right? I'm like I love it. Like it means I'm not doing something right and I can do something better. And then you get those little, yeah, as an elite athlete, you're already here. And the best athletes in the world on the best days in their lives, they find little tiny ways to yeah. get that much better, right? Yeah. But exactly. with this coach, it just turned to, it felt more like bullying. Like it didn't right. feel like it, I was getting coached. Like I was fortunate to have great coaches like Tom Bell, Pat Larry, like my dad, Bill. Um, <laughs> Janet never coached me, but she was always, oh, she was always a coach. We, but, uh, uh yeah, yeah, so I was fortunate to have like all these people in my corner growing up. They're like supportive when you're playing sports and they want you to succeed. But uh, just to put it blunt, you get to a certain level and it doesn't matter. There's 25 more of you. Yeah, next man up mentality. So yeah, I literally just went home, uh, broke down, uh, called my mom and I said, yeah, I'm done. Like that was my, I was burnt after doing, well, you play sports all your life. Well, I, like we have obviously, but uh when you're put your everything for like 10 years, you're just. Yeah. So do, do you, just, just before we wrap up here, do you still feel like that you had a successful experience and you wouldn't have changed any of it? Wouldn't change the thing. Yeah. Um, Good. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for the ups, the downs, the positives, the negatives, like it doesn't matter. Like it wouldn't be who I am. Um, and yeah, it's people want to represent their country and I was able to do that in a certain type of way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, developmental volleyball is still, represent your country you know you did it i think that's awesome um last thing here just uh, any any advice for the the young population of brockville or surrounding areas or whoever's listening to this wherever you're from um 
just a word of advice to the, the next generation of uh, athletes who are trying to accomplish some of the things you have? Yeah, um, pretty much for for athletes, like you need to enjoy what you're doing. You need to have fun. You need to love it. Um, don't get too caught up in statistics, wins, losses. Like just go out and have fun. At the end of the day, like you're building yourself, your own little community. Like all my friends now are guys I grew up and played sports with. So yeah. like people are on the same path in yeah. life as you, right? Just have fun. Um, but if, for parents, like just support your kids. Like who cares? Like even if it's not sports, if your kid at the end of the day says, Hey, I want to be a mathematician or whatever, yeah. if that's the right word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just support them. Like that's all you can do. Like have fun, enjoy the moments, just live life. And there you have it. Episode three of Athletic Insights. Thank you very much, Jacob. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're out.